The journey of faith is often filled with obstacles, trials, and struggles. And quite honestly, sometimes it just feels like we're roaming in the wilderness in this culture, in this society. We might be asking, is the Bible relevant to what is going on in our world today? On this podcast, we'll discuss the relevance of the Bible to today's current events and society. Let's welcome in Voice in the Modern Wilderness host, Greg Walden. Thank you, Pastor Jeremiah. I wish to welcome all of you to the Voice in the Modern Wilderness podcast, where our goal is to reach the lost for Christ and to spark a national revival in our land. In this episode, we are talking about decline in church memberships. First, I want to give a warm and quick shout out to my oldest daughter, Michelle Zumalt, and wish her a very happy 27th birthday. I am so very proud of the young woman you have become and just love you and your family. My wonderful son, Thomas Zumalt, and my two precious grandbabies, Tommy and Jordan. I am so blessed to have all of you in my life. Happy birthday to my princess. I have found some interesting and humbling statistics that makes me wonder what is going on in our country and, most important, our churches. Revival Outside the Walls provides interesting statistics which are frequently updated about shocking data about what people in our nation believe. Let's go over some of these stats. 62% of all churches in America are having no growth or declines in their congregations. 65% of all churches in America have less than 100 people in their congregations, including children. More than 2 million people have left the church every year for the past 7 years. What is going on? Why are churches struggling to keep attendance and people coming in the doors? From a secular source, the Huffington Post, an article titled, Church Membership Has Dropped Sharply Over the Past Two Decades, Gallup, written by Carol Curavella states, quote, Americans are increasingly unlikely to become formal members of churches and other religious congregations, a new Gallup report has found. The number of U.S. adults who officially belong to a church or other religious institution has plummeted from 70% in 1999 to 50% in 2018, according to the study published on Thursday. The decline in church membership dovetails with a concurrent decline in weekly church attendance. There has also been a well-documented rise in religious nuns, people who describe themselves as atheistic, agnostic, or nothing in particular. The percentage of American adults who say they have no religious preference doubled from 8% in 2000 to about 19% in 2018, according to Gallup. Even among Americans who say they are part of an organized faith tradition, however, Gallup found that church membership has declined. At the turn of the century, 90% of all U.S. adults were affiliated with a religious group and 73% of those religious people belonged to a church or other faith institution. Currently, about 77% of all American adults identify with a religion and only 64% of those adults are members of a church or other faith institution. That means roughly one out of four Adults today call themselves religious without being members of a church, synagogue, or mosque. The data suggests to Gallup that Americans' relationship with organized religion is changing. They may not see a need to or have a desire to belong to a church and participate in a community of people with similar religious beliefs, Gallup wrote in its report. In addition, 
there is a significant generational gap in church membership that may continue to persist even as those younger generations grow older. Some 68% of Americans born in 1945 or earlier said they were members of a religious institution, compared to just 42% of millennials. In contrast, 20 years ago, when members of Generation X were around the same age as millennials are today, 62% of them belonged to a religious institution. Americans' membership in many types of voluntary organizations has been declining for some time, but R. Marie Griffith, a religion scholar at Washington University in St. Louis who studies American Christianity, said the steep decline in church membership is notable and suggests a growing disaffection with organized religion in particular. I think a lot of people do identify loosely with the faith tradition of their youth or their choosing without feeling as if regular participation in congregational life is necessary, Griffith told HuffPost in an email. They might feel culturally Protestant, for instance, or tied to the ethical teachings and cultural traditions of a particular religion without wanting to attend services. These trends could have an impact on U.S. politics in the future, since the nuns tend to hold progressive political views. The decline in membership could also affect the ability of churches to carry out more practical goals, Griffith said. If declining membership translates into declining dollars, as surely it must, then it could have a devastating effect on religious efforts such as ministries to the homeless and other charitable endeavors, Griffith told HuffPost. The Gallup report is based on surveys from the past 20 years, some of them aggregated for the periods 1998 through 2000 and 2016 through 2018. Most of the surveys gathered responses from at least 2,000 U.S. adults and have a margin of error of plus or minus 3 percentage points, unquote. From reading this article, it appears that our culture has affected the ideology of Americans. Our current godless culture that has been attacking everything that is moral, and people are buying into it. It makes me wonder why the one place that holds the real truth of God's word does not attract people to come to church. Why is there a decline? An article by Nathan Black on www.christianpost.com reports a study done by Lifeway Research of why some people have stopped attending church. Quote, Labeled as the formerly churched, 59% of those who left the church did so because of changes in life situation. This was the dominant reason found in the survey conducted to better understand why people leave the church. More specifically, Lifeway Research Director Brad Wagoner pointed out two life situation reasons why adults stop attending church. According to the study, 19% of the formerly churched simply got too busy to attend church, and 17% said family home responsibilities prevented church attendance. Unquote. Other reasons listed in the article were 1. Moving too far from church, 2. Work situations, 3. Divorce, separation from spouse, 4. Disenfranchisement with the pastor or church, 5. Behavior of church members. Of those, 17% said church members seemed hypocritical and were judgmental of others. Another 12% said that the church was run by a clique that discouraged involvement. 6. 80% stated they do not have a strong belief in God. 7. Of the top 10 reasons adults leave the church, only two were related to spiritual causes, with 14% saying the church was not helping them develop spiritually 
and another 14% saying they stopped believing in organized religion. The article continues as follows, quote, The church, however, may have prevented some losses if it showed more care, stated the study. The responsibility and influence of the church varies across the different reasons for withdrawal, said Wagoner. One clear influence is the expectations that churches have of attendees as they come into the life of the church. He went further to explain that many churches are afraid of asking too much of the churchgoers, fearing they would leave. Yet the study suggested for more discipleship and commitment from church attendance, along with a greater show of care. The study found that 16% of those who left the church said nobody contacted them after they left, and another 16% said nobody seemed to care that they left. In the end, it's important for church leaders to not only assume responsibility for those who seek to join their churches, but also for those who attempt to leave, said Wagoner. Be vigilant at both the front door and the back door of the church. Other study findings show that 24% consider themselves spiritual but not religious. 42% said they are Christian but not particularly devout. 19% said they are a devout Christian with a strong belief in God. 10% confessed to wavering on Christianity. And 6% said they were wavering on belief in God. Unquote. From the above article, we can gather that not all church departures are the result of anything the church has any control over. People move, their job schedules change, etc. Nothing the church can do to control those situations. But we also see a strong suit for the behavior of people in the church and the focus of the church. Things the church can change. In my take on the article and just some opinions, the following could be some reasons, but it is not fully explanatory. Just my hunches. 1. Behavior of the membership. Subset A. A big problem in churches are cliques. If you don't know what a clique is, it is a small group of people with shared interests or other features in common who spend time together and do not readily allow others to join them. This is a huge turnoff to those who visit the church and desire to connect. If people cannot connect in church, they will inevitably leave to find another congregation they can connect or just leave and never go back. Subset B. Lack of friendliness. If someone new comes into the church and gets a sense that no one is friendly, they will leave. A friendly church that shows they care about people will attract people to come and those that enable them to connect with things that are going on will encourage them to stay. Subset C. Lack of connection to others. I feel this is a big issue. People come into church come out of church, and basically remain a nameless face in the crowd. If no one in the church connects with these people, the church will most likely lose them, especially if they are struggling with loneliness. If they go to church and are lonely there, then they will figure out if they are lonely there, they can be just as lonely at home. People have an inert desire to be part of something, but the lonely person needs someone to come alongside them and open the opportunities for them to connect. Subset D. Disunity. A big problem. All it takes is one complainer to start a cancer of disunity in the church. I have sat in church next to people who complained the entire service, literally bad-talking every piddly thing, from the person speaking about giving, wearing no shoes, and being barefoot, to what message is being preached by the pastor. Complainers spread this toxic behavior to others, and before you know it, 
that one complainer has spread a wildfire of disunity in the church and that causes people to leave. 2. Focus of the church. Subset A. Deriving success by the size of the congregation. While having as many people in the pews is a good thing, that is not the metric of success. I have heard stories of pastors comparing congregation sizes as a measure of how well the church is doing. The real question should be not how many people are sitting in the pews, but how many of those are actually saved and involved in a ministry. If you have a church of 500 people, but only 15 of them are in a ministry, and the rest are just there sitting in a pew, not being churched, then what do you really have? A church of 50 people with 75% saved and in a ministry and on fire for Jesus will do more for the kingdom of God than a church of 500 where only 15 people are doing anything. Subset B. Afraid to preach hard topics of the gospel. A lot of churches are afraid to lose membership if they are using membership as a metric of success by preaching the hard subjects of the Bible that people may not want to hear. You do not hear the subjects of sin, hell, eternal punishment, expectations of people to be holy, things that get into people's business, nothing that convicts people. These churches have become motivational centers where people come and get a one-and-a-half-hour feel-good speech but leave with no conviction, and without conviction, there is no repentance and therefore no salvation. 2 Corinthians 7, verses 9-10, through 10, quote, Yet now I am happy, not because you were made sorry, but because your sorrow led you to repentance. For you became sorrowful as God intended, and so were not harmed in any way by us. Godly sorrow brings repentance that leads to salvation and leaves no regret, but worldly sorrow brings death." Unquote. This is not meaning every message has to be a hellfire and brimstone sermon, but it has to be preached with conviction. This sermon needs to be preached 100% true and without worry of who it offends. Messages in a lot of churches are watered down to take anything that would be seen to offend people out of them. Subset C. Caring about people. Churches today are full of hurting people. People with health problems, emotional problems, mental struggles, spiritual problems, financial problems, all sorts of issues. Does the church provide them an opportunity to get prayer and ministry? Years ago, churches offered an opportunity for those in need to bring those needs to the Lord during the service. Prayer teams would be there to pray for each person individually, a personal experience, and shows that there is care for you as a person. If an unsaved person walked in the church, are they given an opportunity to receive Christ in the service? If a sick or suffering person comes in, are they given an opportunity to be ministered to? These are real issues, and we can see the result of a society that is hurting and suffering from mental, emotional, and spiritual issues, and they cannot get these issues addressed at most churches today. Subset D. Trying to be too relevant to the culture. We want to reach our society and culture for Jesus, and we work to reach them where they are at. Do we become relevant to the point that people cannot distinguish the church from the secular? What are the impressions people who are unsaved leave the service with? Do they experience 
there is a better way from the service, or do they feel like they were just entertained? A service without conviction, where there are lights, loud music, smoke, and hip speaking to the center and unchurched, might just sound like another secular entertainment venues that they have been to, and they might think it's cool, but did the service make an impact on their conviction that there is something different? This is not a knock-on modern worship music. But the core thing is the message of the gospel being preached with conviction, however that message is delivered. It needs to be preached without worry of who it offends, because we know the gospel is offensive to those who are perishing, so preaching with conviction is going to offend. There's no way around it. The world needs to know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and that he is the solution to the emptiness that they have in their souls. The church is where unsaved people should encounter God, a personal encounter with God. These are just a snippet of some of the areas I feel contribute to the decline in church membership in America. Not every church experiences congregation loss. The above statistics is an average of all churches in America. There are churches that do experience growth and some that do not experience it at all. There are a lot of factors, but I am just opening a discussion on this topic because one of the goals of this podcast, as I have stated in my mission statement, is revival in our nation. It is my opinion that if churches are a place where people can come in and have an experience with God, the church will grow. The church should be where people can come in and find answers to the most pressing questions they have about life. It should be a place of love, caring, and truth. It should preach the truth in love and tell you the gospel truth with nothing held back. Sinners should feel conviction in the service. If they respond to that conviction, that is up to them, but conviction they should feel. It should be a place where the hurting and sick can come and be delivered, healed, and set free. The church is supposed to be the hands and feet of Christ. A quote by St. Teresa of Avila, quote, Christ has no body on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which Christ's compassion for the world is to look out. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good, and yours are the hands with which he is to bless us now, unquote. In my opinion, we should see deliverances, healings, salvations, mighty moves of God in our church services. Jesus said we would be doing greater things than him. John 14, 12-14 states, quote, Very truly I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Unquote. In summary, if people are experiencing God in the church, then the church will not have to worry about declining membership. A church that is running on all spiritual cylinders can't help but grow. Success is not how many people are sitting in the pews, but rather how many people in the church that are doing the Great Commission. Thank you for listening to this episode of Voice in the Modern Wilderness. The goal of this podcast is to reach the lost for Jesus Christ and spark a national revival in our nation. 
I pray that the message of these podcasts reaches your heart, and if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you can be saved today, right now. Jesus Christ stands at the door of your heart and asks you to open the door to Him. He desires to save you today and right now. You don't have to do 100 Hail Marys or worry that your life is too dirty for Him to welcome you. You come as you are, dirty and wretched, just like all of us who are saved came to Him at one point in our lives. All it takes is for you to surrender your life to Him right now. Jesus will do the cleaning. All you need to do is come to Him in humility and repentance for your sins and ask Him to forgive you of your sins right now, and He will forgive you of all your sins. He will start a new work in you. He will make you a new creation, and your life will never be the same again. He offers you freedom you have never experienced and joy that you cannot explain. If God's Spirit is convicting you now that the message of the gospel is true, do not ignore it. Open your heart to Jesus now and allow Him to do a new work in you and set you free from sin, death, and hell. If you want to get saved today, please pray along with me right now. Father God, I am convinced the message of the gospel is true and I believe that your only Son, Jesus Christ, came down to earth through the virgin birth, lived a sinless life, and went to the cross of Calvary to lay down his life for my sins and rose again on the third day as evidence of him being the King of kings and Lord of lords, and because he rose again through him, so shall I rise again. Because he conquered the grave, so shall I conquer the grave. I believe Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father and is preparing a place for me in heaven, and I want to repent of my sins right now. I turn away from the sinful lifestyle I have been living and ask you to forgive my sins, and I make you Lord of my life right now. I will read your word and do what you say in your word from this point forward. I surrender my will to your will, Lord Jesus, and one day you are coming again for all those who have believed and put their trust in you so that we may be where you are. I come to you in faith believing and thank you for sacrificing yourself for my sins and receive salvation that you have paid for and offer. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for forgiving me now and making me a new creation. I thank you for filling me with your Holy Spirit and I wish to receive the baptism in the Holy Spirit so that I may overcome sin as you have overcome the world. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you have believed and prayed that prayer in faith believing, I wish to rejoice with you and be assured that your life will never be the same again. The Bible says that the angels rejoice in heaven when one lost soul comes to salvation in Christ. And right now there is a party going on in heaven just because you have come home to Jesus. You have escaped the judgment of hell that would have fallen on you had you not received this wonderful salvation. I also encourage you to find a local Bible-believing church and talk to the pastor, the deacons, the elders of the church to let them know, hey, I just got saved and give me direction where I should go 
help you find a ministry and fulfill the Great Commission to reach all the lost for Jesus Christ in the world. I wish to thank all of you for listening to my podcast and encourage you to let others know of my podcast series. I am praying that this podcast series will grow and reach more people and would appreciate your help in accomplishing this. I wish all of you God bless and look forward to bringing you more content, so please stay tuned for more podcasts from Voice in the Modern Wilderness. Have a great rest of your day. Bye-bye.